Being a dad is the most important role a man will ever have. You might be a father to your own children. You might be a father to children that are not biologically yours. You might be a father figure for children without a father. But no matter what you are, you are the earthly father they look up to. Hello, I'm Adam, and this is the Dad, God, and Donuts podcast. Just a quick warning, this podcast might ruffle some feathers, but don't worry. I'm going to use an amazing passage of scripture to go through my thoughts. Well, here we go. I find myself distressed so much at modern Christians who are so busy being ancient Pharisees. We live in a truly broken world. On Easter, we celebrated a Savior who died for us, a Savior who came back for us from the grave, a Savior who loved us, a Savior who told us to love everyone, even our enemies. I don't believe he said to be vile, harsh, constantly condemning. He told us to love. I can't say it enough on this podcast. Being a Jesus follower is simple. Love. It is our job to share the faith. We live the way that Jesus wants. We teach what Jesus told us. God is the judge. We can call out brothers and sisters, but we need to be careful that we're not being the very religious leaders we look at sideways while reading the Gospels. They were constantly trying to trap Jesus. How are we any different? when we're trying to trap our fellow man who is slipping. We have to know that as Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we are no better. We seem to be so busy quantifying other sins. We forget that when we're attacking, we're not any better. Love, 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 love. I know there are some who will disagree with my approach to this topic. To you, I say, I love you. The passage I'm going to use today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It is awesome. I'm going to read the full chapter throughout this podcast. It really teaches about what I'm, what's on my heart today, what's burdening me about the modern Christian church and Christians in our just too busy to judge other people as opposed to loving other people and just hurts me. I like, I am aching right now on the inside. I am in pain because I just feel the anger that people have, the vitriol that people have both from the church and to the church. I see our kids hearing it. I see our deacons sharing it as members of the body of Christ, we need to show his love. We need to be accepting of all. We need to love them all. Let me get on to the passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eat only, eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall. And they will stand, 
for the Lord is able to make them stand. If we think ourselves stronger in the faith, we are to support those who are struggling. We need to remove stumbling blocks, which often are us. At church, my son and I are greeters every other Sunday morning. We greet because he asked to. We talk each morning about how we are to welcome people with love. We are Jesus' voice and the first sign of Jesus they see when they enter. He loves it. He greets and boy, do we get smiles and people feel welcome no matter what kind of a mess they're coming to church with. Their first sight on a Sunday morning after a week of junk is a smiling eight-year-old being goofy and welcoming to them to church with a giant smile. There is no contempt or judgment from him. So why do we do it elsewhere? Let me continue with verse 5. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of us then should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us live for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the living and the dead. I love that last verse. Christ died and returned to life right there. That's everything. That is our faith. That is our relationship with God. That's what he did for us. We are all gods. We should live like it. Being gods means we show him in all we do. In our house, we, we have that in our discussions. How did you show Jesus in what you did? If we ask ourselves that constantly, we really would live in harmony with others. We each approach our relationship with God differently, just like we do with other people. Our relationships with individual people vary. Why wouldn't our relationship with our Creator be the same? We all have to accept that Jesus is our Savior who died for us, but in our lives, we're in different places, yet we're still his. We still have that relationship with him. We still have harmony with him. And in living in harmony, we bring in others to part of our family. Let me continue with verse 10. You then, why do you judge your brothers and sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacles in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But in another, if another regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. 
Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of eating or in drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. So simple. Stop passing judgment. Don't be the stumbling block. Eating clean and unclean foods are used as an example here because they were a common argument of the time. In the law, God spoke of what they could eat and what they could not eat as part of the law. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Today, we don't have that argument about clean and unclean foods. Those arguments fall upon politics, worship type, how we worship, how we approach our faith. Pretty much anything we can find to argue about that we believe in religion. But guess what? There is no religion. There is only a relationship. A relationship with the God who loves you. Verse 17 is powerful, and I'm sort of piecing it together here. The kingdom is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. Notice he didn't say rituals or religion. Let me wrap this up here starting with verse 19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Again, food is used as an example, but it could be anything. Do not let anything get between you and God. Do not let anything that you do cause someone else to stumble. Don't let anything you do slow the work of God. During COVID, masks were a very contentious thing in the church. I stood in front of a group of men as riled up as I am right now. In the middle of COVID, while we had a a men's breakfast, I said that we have to be the mouthpiece of God. We are his examples on earth. We are to spread his word. We have to decide what is important to argue about. And if I have to wear a mask every day for the rest of my life to bring people to Christ, I will. We need to decide what is important and what is us. Once we do that, we'll be able to do God's mission on this earth and we'll bring more people to Christ. Our kids will see that. They will model that and they will live that. I don't know about you, but I want to be in a crowded heaven filled with all the wonderful people that God has created. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for riling me up today. Thank you for getting me excited about wanting people to hear your word, to help me to open my heart to talk about judgment. It is so hard for us. We have our ways. We have what we grew up with, but it is not about us. It is about you. Help us to make sure that all we do does not cause another to stumble. Help us to love. Help us to be there for our fellow man. Lord, we love you. We love our kids. Help us to be the greatest parents we can be. Help us to show your love in all we do. We make these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, apologies for being all riled up today. Hopefully, 
I've lit a fire in some of you all there as well, that we can go out there. We can be that light on the hill. Until next week, have a wonderful week. Peace.